Hello, everybody. Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, whatever time of day it is, wherever you are. It's me, it's Jules. I'm back, and it is just me today. So, typically, Pat is here with me, my husband, if you guys are new. Um, and we do, we just talk. We pretty much just talk the entire time. And this time, I decided to do another solo episode, which I'm now realizing. I remember last time I did this solo episode and by the end my like throat was sore because of how much I'm talking. I feel like Pat talks a lot during these episodes, which typically leaves me answering questions or kind of bouncing off of him. I wouldn't say that I particularly love doing solo episodes. That's why I wanted a partner in a podcast. But here we are. The solo episode I did before was really kind of a hit and I really... I also enjoy, I think, you know, most of our listeners are females and I think sometimes it's, you know, although we do have a couple's podcast and we do do stuff from a couple's perspective, you know, I love the man's perspective and the woman's perspective, but sometimes we have to kick the men out because sometimes it's just about us. It's just about women. Um, And if you're a man and you're listening, that's fine too. But this is going to be more about, you know, just women talk. I wanted to do an episode. Pat isn't going to listen because he doesn't listen to the episodes anyway. So it's just going to be me and, you know, we're going to do some talk. We're going to do some talking. We're going to do some girl talk. So it's just going to be me. I can literally hear Pat right now outside with Willow. We Today we actually, well, yesterday for you guys, I'm recording this a day early, but we had um, a dentist appointment all the way back at home and we had to go to our storage unit to pick up a few things. It's so funny because I absolutely hate the dentist. I don't know. I'd rather, and I was telling my sister-in-law this, I was like, I'd rather go to the doctor and have to get a shot multiple times than ever go to the dentist. So we've been putting it off for a while, but at the same time, you know, I don't, maybe this is just me. Maybe this is kind of gross, but you know, when you like Oh, I can hear Willow. You know when you like haven't been to the dentist to get a teeth cleaning for a while and you can tell like my teeth now that they're clean, they are silky clean. Like I can feel it when she was cleaning my teeth. She was like, well, if it doesn't feel good after that, I'm worried because I was like bleeding through the entire process and it was painful. I mean, I'd, I'd say I go like once a year. I don't know. But, you know, I might have skipped the year. I don't know. Um... So we also had to go to the storage unit because Pat, I don't know what the purpose of me saying this was. I think I was talking about why we had to leave Willow here all day. But um, at the end of the week, we are headed to Europe, actually. So we are going to Europe for three, two weeks, I think. Um, I haven't said it on any other platform. So you guys are the first to know and follow along for all the cool content that we will take, I'm sure. Um, But actually, you know, we're going, our first stop is London and we arrive on our two-year anniversary. So um, that is why we were going to the storage unit because we had to pick up some stuff from there to bring to Europe. So we were going to be there on our anniversary and it is our second year anniversary, which is kind of weird to say because realistically, you know, technically we've been married for two years, but we didn't have our wedding until this past October. So our marriage has been two years, but our wedding has been, I guess it's like nine, almost nine months now, which is insane. I can't believe that. Um, But to be married for two years is also crazy. And we've been together for like seven. So it just feels like a long time. And it feels like, I mean, it doesn't feel like a long time. It just feels like two years feels like time flew by is what I'm trying to say. So we're going to be in London for our anniversary and I'm very excited. Pat has never been and we'll be in Paris after that and he also has never been there. Um, And then we're going to Switzerland and Switzerland is new for both of us. So that's going to be super fun. Um, 
I wanted to do something more like outdoorsy. And, you know, we were thinking about like, oh, we could do the south of France, which seems like that's where literally every person is right now um, that I follow at least. And it's very beachy and stuff. So I was like, oh, we could do beach stuff. But I don't know. I was very into the idea of doing something with greenery outdoors, blah, blah, blah. So I was like, let's go to Switzerland. It's somewhere that we both can enjoy for the first time together. So we're just basically packing up, getting work stuff ready for the week since we'll be away. Obviously, I'll still, you know, we'll probably still be working, but I'm looking at the pile on my floor right now of all the clothes that I'm taking. I am one of those people that when I pack for a trip, I am prepared pretty much two weeks in advance and not like fully prepared, but I'm like, I have stuff pl- like laid out on the floor for that trip. Um, I know people, a lot of people are like last minute trip people. I'm the last minute trip person in terms of planning the actual trip. But when it comes to like clothes and outfits and like packing, I'm way ahead of everything because it just feels good to me. It feels good that I feel organized before the trip. Um, Yeah. So I just kind of wanted to share what's going on. Also, nothing else is new, but that's what's happening. Pat and I watched this Adam Sandler movie, which I actually did share on our stories. Um, It was called Hustle. And you guys have to go watch. Like, seriously, you guys have to go watch. And it's a sports-related movie. Um, but if you don't like sports, you will still like it. And if you like Adam Sandler, you would definitely like it. I mean, it's not his typical, like, funny guy part. But there is some comedy in it. And it is kind of like a drama. And it's just really – it's a good movie. It's on Netflix. Go check it out. Tell, let us know what you guys think of it. Um, we, like, were searching for a movie the other night on Netflix. And just wanted – every time we search for a movie, you guys know the drill. It's like – an hour later, we still haven't found something or Pat's already sleeping. So we found something and we watched half of it the one night because Pat did fall asleep. And then the next night we watched the second half. So go watch it. It was good. If you need a movie to watch, it's called Hustle. Okay. I feel like we should get into the episode. I don't want to do a long introduction today because there's really just not that much to share. What we are doing is I want to do a girl talk. So yeah, I had you guys write in some stuff and I'm just going to kind of give you, I want to say advice, but it's really just my thoughts on some things because I feel like sometimes it's just nice to have one perspective and, you know, I can give a lot of different perspectives on my own different sides, but let's do it. So somebody wrote in the pressure on deciding if you want kids or not the older you get because the clock is ticking. So this is so interesting because this is very relevant to my current life right now. Um, I am 27 years old. Pat is 34. Yeah, let me just make sure I did the math right. And, you know, when we first met, I was 20 and I was like, oh my God, I have so much time. I don't even really have to think about that. But I feel like I personally wanted kids more when I, more a few years ago than I do now. Um, and I think the reason because that is because it's getting real, like, because now at any point we could decide to have a baby and it would be normal. I did this TikTok the other day where I, or like a little while ago where I was like, how funny is it now that like, if I actually had a baby, it wouldn't be like teen pregnancy. Like it wouldn't be weird. I wouldn't be too young. Part of me does feel a little bit young still only because my mom didn't have kids. till she was like in her thirties, but it gives me a little bit of less pressure knowing that I do feel like I still have some time for that. But at the same time, like right now for me being 27 is probably like the prime or maybe it's decreasing now of like my eggs and my fertility if everything is well. And I've never done any tests or anything. I have thought about getting like my eggs checked and kind of like just checking in, but I'm almost 
you know, a little nervous to see what it would say. As far as I know, everything is fine. Um, the clock ticking is a real thing. I think the pressure is from the outside world, though. I think that everybody does this specific thing at different times. Um, I don't know if, like, you're single and you think that you, know, you need a few years to find someone and then you have a few years to be with them and then you want to have kids or you're with somebody and you guys – because for me, it's like I'm – I have a husband. We want to have kids together. Like we've talked about that. We just are constantly pushing it back. Like I think we're like, oh yeah, like we've, I feel like we've been saying two years for like two years because we just don't feel ready. And then everybody always comes up to us when we talk about it and they're like, oh, you're literally never going to be ready. Like it just, you know, people who we have friends who have kids and they're like, you know, do you guys talk about having kids? And we're like, yeah, you know, we're just kind of like not really ready. And they're like, oh, you're never going to be ready. And I'm like, that's not really helpful to hear. But I think it's also very realistic and true. Like part of me is like it almost needs to just happen as an accident and then I can deal with it and like be happy with it. Like I want a family, but I don't feel ready to have a baby. And and it is me being like selfish. So I understand their thoughts around like how you feel pressure with the time because I do feel like that. Like when I think about, oh, Let's just say two years from now, we start trying. You know, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know if we'll be able to have a kid then. I don't know if that's like the right time. But that's two years does not seem like a long time. And when you're younger, two years is a lot. But now it's like, oh, my God, in two years, I could like be pregnant like that is crazy to me. And I know not everybody thinks that way. Some people get married and they have kids right away. And we've just been so focused on our self and selfishly working on our businesses and enjoying ourselves traveling like doing things spur of the moment like I wouldn't be able to do go to Europe this next weekend if I had a baby you know um but there's flip sides to both I think the pressure is something that we bring on ourselves and society brings on us and as soon as you turn 30 people are like oh are you gonna get married oh are you gonna have kids oh what's your plan for this and it's like when you guys think about being 30 that's a third of your life like you're still in the beginning you're still like just probably figuring stuff out still for women yeah it does suck that we have this like time clock I think if you're like really feeling the pressure about it and you know maybe it's a good idea to go get your like eggs checked and freeze them if you have obviously the money and the time and that's like a luxury but I think a lot of people do that because they are worried about you know, if they haven't found the right person that they want to have kids with. I think also like finding the right person and then you want to be able to spend time with that person. You don't, I mean, for me, for me, this is my perspective is that I want to like, I know as soon as Pat and I have a baby, our lives are never going to be the way they were. And I'll have to accept that and be okay with that. And I will. But, you know, the stuff I'm trying to take advantage most of week the most that we can of having each other and doing stuff ourselves. And I always talk to my parents about this. I'm like, you guys realize that like most of your life with kids is with kids. You know, most of your life is with kids and you, the beginning of your marriage and the end of your, when your kids are grown are the two times in your life where you can be just you two and everything in between, which is most of your life is with kids. And that, while that's a blessing and that's like amazing and beautiful and fun, all these good things, it also comes with losing yourself a little bit. And I think that is my worry too with kids is like, you know, what will it be like? So I think the 
to wrap the subject up. I think that it's normal to feel that way. I think that everybody, most people have these feelings. And I think it's good to talk about it because that's kind of the stage where I'm in. Just kind of being unsure, knowing that I want a family, not sure when the right time is, feeling the pressure from other people like, oh, this person's having a child and they're younger than me. Oh, this person's still running for their dreams and they're older than me. Like, when's the right time? So I understand. I think the pressure is, I think you should talk about it with your friends and your family and kind of let them know how you're feeling and maybe talk about it with the people that are making you feel the most pressure as well. Okay, the next one I got is... For the majority of Pat and I's relationship, we lived separately. Do you ever miss that independence? And I will say yes. I will say that we actually talk about it a lot, which I think think that's what makes it easier is that the majority of our relationship so far, we have lived separately because we did long distance for five years. And in the beginning of the long distance, you know, when we were living apart, it was pretty miserable. And then once we discovered that we wanted to be married and live together, it got a lot easier. But our plan before COVID was to move in together when we got married because we weren't going to live together before we were married. And Pat had his other job, so he was going to be traveling like three days a week. And I was like, that is the perfect transition from long distance to living together in New York City with a really small apartment. That obviously all got thrown out the door immediately when COVID hit and we moved in with Viv, our friends, and we were living there for a little bit. And there was a period of time in the beginning when it it wasn't our place. We weren't going to have our wedding. All these things were happening. I had an actual freak out moment where I was like, is this going to work? Like, I love him so much, Is but is this going to work? Like, I didn't know that I could live with someone in close proximity because I was so used to living you know, with friends or by myself and in a big city and having my independence as a girl living in New York City on her own from the start. And then now cohabitating with somebody who I've been doing long distance for for five years was actually really hard in the beginning. For me, looking past that and knowing how much I loved Pat and like I felt like I at the time just like didn't want to live without him, that made it so much easier and not a problem. Um... We still had our separate jobs. Fast forward a little bit now, we're working together and we're kind of, you know, to be real, we are dealing with losing our independence a little bit and really wanting that back. And we've talked about, you know, I think something that we've talked about is being so open and realistic about relationships and about being married for 30, 40, 50 years and what that looks like and what people think it should look like and what people expect. And for us, you know, we didn't decide this, but I was like, listen, if there's a time where we want to live separately, like think Sex in the City, you guys. If you haven't seen it, I can't help you right now, but I want my apartment in New York City and we have our house with our kids and during the week we're all together and then on the weekends I go to New York City and I do my thing. And like honestly, that's my perfect scenario. I love my independence. I'm not afraid to say it. I'm not afraid to talk about how I don't need to be with my husband and he doesn't need to be with me 24-7. Like that's not realistic. And I think for us, that is how we would make, that's how our marriage could really work and be like really successful and like good and not just a marriage, but a good marriage. And I think that's like so important. People don't talk about a good marriage versus just a marriage a lot. So I don't know if that really answered the question. I mean, yes, I miss the independence. Yes, Pat misses his independence. But we've already formed like this thing together, living together, being comfortable that we love so much 
that I wouldn't want to go back. Like I don't I don't think I want to go back to being completely independent because we rely on each other for really good things. But I think there will be a time in our life and our marriage where we do a lot of things separately. And I think we're still working on like figuring out what that looks like. But I think it's okay. I think we you need your independence just because you're married does like doesn't mean that like you are one. And I think when we just were talking about kids, I was like, you know, a big thing that scares me and scares Pat is that we will have kids and our life will just revolve around our kids and we will lose ourselves. And that's like a real fear of mine. And that's something that I've thought about a lot. So I think independence is really important and it's important to just like constantly be working on it. And honestly, this is a reminder. So thank you for bringing that up because it is something I need to be reminded of as well. I can't believe I'm about to say this, but my one friend just wrote in butt plugs because we were, sorry if you're like a family member and you're listening to this, I skip over. Um, We were all talking about this at lunch, me and my friends like last weekend. And it was just funny because somebody brought it up and they were like, have you guys ever used these? Like we were just talking about our sex lives and like whatever. And six out of the seven people said no. And my one friend was like, oh my God, you guys have to try this. You're going to love it. I cannot speak on this. I, and also if I'm going to have this type of like sex ed conversation or sex whatever conversation, I need another girl with me. So let me know if you want to be that girl on my podcast and we can chat all things sex. I think that would actually be a really good podcast episode to do. So I'm going to find somebody who wants to do that. Um, No, I have, I have never used that, but I'm not, I'm not opposed. I'm just, it, it has not been done. I am neurotic about apartment decor slash style. My fiance could not care less how to deal with this. Okay, there's two ways I can think about this. One is that if he doesn't care, then like go crazy. You know, it's like, do you, that's kind of nice because you can also, you can decorate exactly the way you want and he doesn't have a say because he doesn't care and he'll just kind of deal with what you like. But the other thing for, this is how I would feel is like, Are you saying this because you want your fiance to care and you want him to be a part of it? Because that's kind of how I'm taking it. Like Pat was a little bit of like that when we moved into our first apartment in Philly. We lived there for a year and I pretty much decor styled the whole thing because I had a vision for it and I still do. And like design is up my alley and it's definitely not necessarily up his. But going through the process, I think he learned a lot. And I think then he started to have you know, style, like, opinions and this and that. And whether I listened to them or not, that was one thing. But I feel like you should try – he doesn't care, but I think what you should do is sit him down and be like, listen, this is going to be our house. I know that you don't care about decor and style and whatever that, but I do, and it would mean so much to me if you at least tried so that we can build this together and it's not, like, me building this for us. And I feel like that's the way you should approach it. And, you know, hopefully he'll be like, okay, babe, like, yes, I want to do this with you, but I really just don't know or I don't understand. What I feel like you should start doing is, you know, let's sometimes on Canva, I, so I did this for Europe where I planned out a lot of my outfits on Canva, mostly because it was fun, but I also just wanted to be like organized and I wanted to know what I was going to wear in which city just to make it easier and less stressful for me. You can do that with like your decor and your apartment and furniture and stuff. Like you can kind of give you know, pick four couches that you really like, but make sure they're like a little bit different style. Maybe ask him to like rate them. What's your favorite? What's your least favorite? And the two in the middle. I feel like this will give him an opportunity to be like, oh, I really like this. I don't like this. While you already know that all four you do like and you would be okay with, if that makes sense. So you kind of give him 
the opportunity to have an opinion and make a decision even maybe while knowing that like you gave him these options. I think that's what a lot of people do. We've given this advice for helping your boyfriends or whatever fiancés or husbands shop. And, you know, one girl I remember wrote in about her husband or boyfriend who was a dentist and he wore scrubs every day. And she was like, I just want him to pick out clothes that are nice. So we suggested like filling up a shopping cart in, you know, Cuts or Abercrombie or whatever men's store you like to shop in and letting him choose from what you already put in the cart. I feel like that's just a good way to get them involved um, and and letting them know that you want them to care a little and you want them to care for you. You don't need them to be like a style addict of all of a sudden and obsessed with decor. Like you don't really want that, but you do want them to be a part of it. So I, I totally get that. I I think when you're building a home together too, like it's nice to have opinions. And even if this person doesn't care, it's nice for them to just be like, okay, this is kind of for us. So I hope that's helpful. Tips. Oh, no. Living with boyfriend and breaking that boundary of knowing when the other is using the bathroom with a poop emoji. (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. I don't know if there is a boundary. Depends how many bathrooms you have. Like, we're in a house right now and it has three different – one, two, three different bathrooms. I – we literally have – like, I use one bathroom. Pat uses another. And Pat doesn't even like when I pee with the door open. He hates that. I don't mind that. I don't want to know when you're pooping. I don't want you to know when I'm pooping. Like, let's just, can that be, you know, I agree with that. I think you don't know. I don't think there is like, the boundary is you don't go in on one another. You let them have their business and you don't need to know. And if you live in a small place, that's a little bit harder. But I also think you should be open about talking about it. Like Pat and I will be like, Like, we will say, like, I have to go to the bathroom. I'm going to go do this. Like, you know, don't go in there. Say that. You know, like, little things. Like, it's – I think you – eventually, if you're going to move on from boyfriend, if you're going to get married or if you're going to live together or whatever, that is just something that you got to get over. I feel like there are certain boundaries, like, of when and where, but I think talking about it is is one thing. Should the guy ask you to be the girlfriend or can a girl ask the guy – you must not know my story, girlfriend, because I basically I, – I wrote this whole thing. I remember doing this on my stories on Instagram and talking about how I made the first move with Pat in multiple ways. Um, I messaged him first. I gave him my number. I told him I loved him first. All of those things I did first. And we didn't really have like a will you be my girlfriend will you be my boyfriend type thing but we did have a conversation and I think I did that too I was like what are we you know girls can be make the first move I need this stigma to just be gone that like you have to wait for the guy like they have all the control I don't like that that's not it like I like when a guy has control in certain things if you know what I mean that's my preference but I could not wait to tell Pat that I loved him. I blurted it out when I was drunk and he didn't even say it back for two more months. Now you can see how my heart was literally crushed for those months and I thought we were over and everything was doomed, but I don't regret it today. If you want to ask this guy to be your boyfriend, please do it. I think that is so cool and that is the way it should be. It should be about feelings and it shouldn't be about timing and it shouldn't be about who asks who first. It is not about that. 
I told Pat I loved him first. And of course, the whole time before I before I did that, I was like, I will never tell a guy I love him first. I will always wait for them to say it to me. But that makes us females seem vulnerable in ways that we shouldn't seem vulnerable. It makes us females waiting. It makes us seem like we don't have a say and that we shouldn't be saying it first when it's all about feelings. And we should be waiting for guys to tell us things so that we can finally release our feelings to them. Not for me. I don't like that. So um, my answer is you definitely can um, and you should. Let's see what else we have here. I like this one. I, I definitely wanted to talk about this. Um, not being bothered for sex and how that's normal. Guys will never understand. This is so true, guys. We'll never understand that we don't always want to be having sex. And maybe some girls do, but I, I'm here to say it's not me. I think most females and most girls don't want to be having sex all the time. I think that like, I don't know. I, I think that it's in us to want it less than guys. I think that's natural. I think that's like known. I think that's not for everybody. I think some girls really do. Um, I think you have to really just talk about it. Like, you know, there'll be times, of course, Pat and I are talking about why we didn't do this this week or why, you know, it's been this long or whatever it is. And we always come to a conclusion of just like, you know, talking through things makes us feel so much better about it. And I don't, I think there's a, I would love to have this conversation with another girl too, but not being bothered for sex. I think you're taking it as like, maybe you are being bothered and you aren't feeling like you want to do it. If if it's gone like super long, you know, I'm not a medical person, whatever, but there are things you can do to check your like libido and stuff like that to make sure that like everything's good. Cause sometimes there are, there is imbalances um, and why you not maybe you don't have like a sex drive or whatever. And that did happen to me like because of birth control when I was younger. So there are things like that, but I do think it's normal. And I think girls do need to talk about more about how much they are actually having sex or they they do want to, because I think that you would be surprised when people tell you that it's probably less than you think if they've been in a relationship for a really long time. Like I said, it's case by case, but um, I don't think you need to feel like bad about it I think that when you say guys will never understand that's literally so true and they never will um because it's not in their nature in in a way like it's not like it's first of all it's easier for them can we all just be like let's just say that it's easier for them and at least in my opinion and um it makes them not they just they don't understand it it's not it's not their fault either it's not their fault they don't they don't get it literally throwing pot into the bus. I'm just kidding. Love him. Okay. Next one. What do we have? Advice for taking a trip with two other girlfriends and not wanting it to get toxic or clicky. Okay. Two other girlfriends. So is there three of you? Yeah. Three is hard. Three is hard. Um, it depends. It depends on the type of friends you have, you know? Like, I think it always, sometimes it does get clicky, but I think it's also something you can avoid by not being that person. If things are starting to get clicky, I think what people do when they're making, if you're the third one out and those two people are becoming clicky, that's kind of on them. And I feel like the best way to go about it is to, like, not act on it and not act like you're being shut out. Um, 
because you're all going on a trip together. And you can also talk about this beforehand. Like, why are you guys going on a trip together if it's going to get clicky, you know? Like, I think, I don't know how old you are, but I think the older you get, the more you realize that, like, girls are just looking to hang out with girls because they want to have a good time. They want to get away from the men or they need a trip or whatever it is. And, like, more often times than not, I feel like it. as you get older, it doesn't get as clicky. People forget things. People let go of things and people don't want to be I don't want to be a part of the clique and I don't want to be on the outside. So I'm not going to start it and I'm not going to let somebody be on the outside. You know what I mean? Like I'm going to help that third person not like that's in my nature to if I see somebody who's like being uncomfortable, I'm like, I need to help that person. So I think that like that's not everybody. But I think if you're always being that person and you're always, you know, checking on people, but also watching out for yourself, you're going to be fine. And if it starts to get clicky, maybe take a few hours for yourself. Like just because you're on a girl's trip doesn't mean you don't get to have time for yourself. This is a trip. This is like a vacation. Like you are allowed to have alone time and that person is allowed to have alone time too. Um, And then reconvene and get back into the groove. I promise it'll be, you'll be fine. Cut ties with a friend, but we still have a lot of mutual friends. Like to avoid convo about her. Healthy? Uh, Yeah. I would say this is like super healthy and like you should be proud that you're able to cut this person off in a way of, you know, you don't want to talk about that, bad about this person. I almost think that like a lot of times we think that we need to cut somebody out or end a relationship and lately I've been like, you know, I don't think that needs to be the case. I don't think we need to cut people out necessarily unless they're like so, so, so toxic that like it's, you know, really detrimental to you and your mental health and your life. But a lot of times I feel like, you know, you want to avoid the conversation, but also what if you just said hi to this person and had a conversation and then once that conversation is over, you leave that conversation where it is and that's it. And you don't have to overthink it because in your mind, you're distancing yourself from this person you don't have to end the relationship you don't have to say that it's over you don't have to say all the reasons you don't want to be friends anymore you're just you're distancing yourself and you're moving on no matter what they're doing that I hope that makes sense like I think it's you know I'm I've gone through it like healthy to just kind of realize like the kind of people you want in your life and if that's not the person who's making you feel happy sure you shouldn't have them in your life but you don't have to like cut ties with them if you obviously it sounds like you already did this I think it is it is healthy to avoid, you know, conversation with her, but not at an expense that's going to be, like, noticed. Um, I think that might just cause, like, more tension and more – yeah, I mean, really just, like, more tension with that person and, like, other people might be able to notice. I think if you're able to be, like, the bigger person and have the, and just have a conversation with them because you have mutual friends, that is, like, the most healthy thing to do. Um And I'm not trying to say to be like, oh, to please other people if you really don't want to have a conversation with this person because it's for your – you come first. But I'm just saying I think that having a conversation just, you know, to make everything easy if you want to have the same group of friends. I think it's okay to have a conversation and not come out of it being like, oh, yeah, we're best friends again. Like, no. We had a conversation. I don't want to be your best friend anymore, but we can still talk. Like, we are still human. We still know a lot about each other and we still have, like, similar mutual friends. It is really hard. I'm telling you guys, like friend breakups or friend when you when you grow up and I think I'm at the age now where that's all happening kind of like 
you just like realize like the type of people you want in your life you realize like especially me like being married was a whole thing with my friends it was like oh you're married now and i'm like what do you you mean like i'm the one who's still reaching out to you to hang out like what do you mean because i'm married you know it's an excuse for a lot of people um but you realize like the type of girls or boys or people that are in your life and there's i have this one friend and she is like my best friend and it's because we have no jealousy towards each other we have we are we hype each other up we are so happy for each other all the time we can go a month without talking and get right back into it and it doesn't matter we don't have to be we don't have to worry about like if one's talking about the other person like me and her and her boyfriend and pat hang out all the time and we're just like we just get each other and we click and we're there and like we love each other and like we know that we're always going to be friends and we're always going to have this great relationship and i love that we've been able to build something like that but that's not the case with everyone and it's made me realize the people in my life who I used to have that aren't necessarily that person for me anymore. And it's, trust me, it's been years of me trying to like understand and realize that like that's okay. So I just need you to like know that life stages are real in terms of friendships too. And it doesn't have to be a bad thing. And I'm still, I'm really am still like learning that myself. All right. I got a few more for you guys. This one is how do you overcome jealousy in a relationship? If this person like cheated on you, there's no way. I'm just saying, like if if you're if you're needing to overcome jealousy jealousy because something happened, I, I just don't think in my mind I don't think I would be able to do it. If you're maybe just more of a jealous person, this has to be a conversation that you have. Like you have to be constantly talking about it. But you also, if you have no reason to be jealous, and like if they've done nothing wrong, and if they've shown you all the all the things, I think it's more about like working on yourself and really being able to overcome like your own insecurities because a lot of times like I mean but being jealous being jealous if there's not a reason you know being jealous is an insecurity and we all do it we all have been there we're all jealous of certain things but it's about wanting something that you feel feel like you can't have or that you don't have I think so you know overcoming it is really like within you I think and I think it's it's hard like I think talking to other people about not not necessarily like someone professional but even just your friends and your family like about why you're feeling like this and maybe they'll be like oh I feel this way too and then you kind of have like that thing to relate on I feel like I can't talk too much about this like I've been in jealous relationships before but those have ended and also whenever Pat and I get a little bit jealous we like immediately shut it down and really because we communicate and like we talk so I would say communication would be should be your best friend in terms of you and this person but also you and the outside world other people who might be able to relate to you okay I have one more for you guys here I'm literally my voice is getting like scratchy I don't know how I can do this for 45 to an hour dealing with knowing unrealistic beauty body standards but still compare girl we're all there. I literally talk about this all the time, how I'm constantly comparing myself and how like unhealthy it is. Um, but something that's helped me and it's really hard for me to do this. And every time I do it, I get better and better, but I do take breaks from social media and not just like hours, but days at a time because I need like an analogy to, to explain this, but think about like detoxing. And you know, if you 
detox for one hour and then you start drinking or doing whatever you're doing again, it comes back even quicker. Social media is like that where if you take one day off, if you take two days, if you take four days off, by the fourth day, you are finally maybe, however long it takes, you're back and being able to start that again without it like crushing you. I feel like sometimes people think that all, and me, all I think is I need like a day off and by the the next day, I'm like, I'm right back in it and I don't feel any better because it wasn't enough time. I think with comparison, my tip for you would to be take more breaks on social media and and really do things that are like grounding because those are the things that make you feel more yourself and more at home and more at peace with like who you are and like your family and your closest people in your life and I'm not I I want to say like journaling and writing stuff down but that doesn't work for me that's not something that I love I think <laughs> listening to other podcasts have always helped me because I love listening to people talk and I feel like I really do learn a lot um and reading lately like love story love novels like you don't get a picture of who this person is in the story you get to picture them and I think that's like maybe going unsaid I think I think that's like super helpful and reading for me has kind of become like a new therapy so and that's new I never used to be a reader I think you guys know that so reading for me is like my holy grail when I need like peace and quiet and time off without I don't want to be educated I just want to like relax but I don't want to watch tv so that's that's you know we're always going to be comparing ourselves but no no one is you and like that's what makes like life so special it's like no one has what you have no one literally not one person on this planet has what you have and you have to remind yourself of that all the time because that is so special so okay I think that's it for today's this week's episode you guys we are going to be traveling but there will still be an episode next week I'm not sure about the week after we're going to try our best to get everything out um I would absolutely love if you guys could leave us a review. If you have not already, it would truly mean the world. Um, On Apple Podcasts, if you just scroll down, you can leave a rating and write a little review about what you like about the podcast. It would be, it would mean so much. It helps us to continue to do what we do. And I'm also able to post that on our stories and I save it in a highlight. So your review will be there. If it's a good one, if it's bad, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna do that. Um, But yeah, I love this episode. I love doing girl talks. I think We'd also love if you guys DM us any guests you want us to have. You know, we don't do a ton of guests on this podcast, but we do want to do more if there's people that you guys really want to hear. So um, that is it. Send this podcast to someone who you think would enjoy it as well. And that, yeah, that pretty much concludes this week's episode. Solo episode just by me. So Pat will be with us next week. Um, Love that for you guys. And I love you. And See you guys next week. Bye.